and welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Tuesday, the 11th of January. My name is Ben, and on the line, as always, it is Andrew. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing very well, mate. How are you? I'm very well as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think... So we haven't recorded for a little bit. Have I got this right? The last time we spoke on here, we were getting all excited for uh, Chris Wilder coming to back to Bramall Lane with his Middlesbrough team yeah. for a, a crunch playoff match, essentially. And uh, yeah. yeah, that didn't happen. And uh, then 20, about 20-odd 20 days after we beat Fulham, we finally got to play another game of football. And that is uh, what we're going to talk about fairly briefly I think on this and then yeah. we're also going to talk about a game that we're both going to that we hope goes ahead on Saturday at Derby yeah it better do otherwise that oh I don't know what I'll do oh, <laughs> what was you just quickly what how do you what how did you react to Middlesbrough getting called off how furious I um I were at work and it got to like what six o'clock or something like that really late weren't it we got called off maybe five and um, I think he's got to go ahead. And then obviously Wilder did his uh, press conference where he said, oh, we've been forced to play. Mm. And I'm like, well, it, it seems... I, I have to admit, I mean, this is just a... I've got no inside info. I do. I don't get the feeling Middlesbrough were taking the mickey. I think they probably did have COVID cases. They probably could have put a team out. But I don't necessarily blame managers for doing what they're doing if they're getting away with it. Indeed. I don't, I don't blame... You know, if, if we had sort of five players out of COVID... And they were our best five players. Look at the team we put out against Wolves. I wouldn't want to go into a league game with that team. No. And if we could like postpone that for a week and maybe get our better players back, yeah, I think it's good management if you like to do it. People say it's underhand cheating or whatever, but I don't, it's the it's the AFL and the Premier League who need to get a, who needed to get a grip of it earlier. And I, th- I think they've lost completely lost control of it because you can't now say right, you've got to. And I think this is what Middlesbrough did have a point about is that they were seeing other games get called off for less COVID cases. Mm. And I think the AFL all of a sudden tried to be a bit hardball, but it's unfair because you can't tell one team that they're allowed so many out and not another. Yeah. Now, well said. Uh, on a personal level, I was just absolutely gutted that, because yeah, as you say, the, you know, the, the sort of news reports the day before was like, no, the AFL have said this game's going ahead. Middles- Middlesbrough got yeah. 14 players or something. And, you know, not only is that like, ah, that's an opportunity for us to, you know, steal another win there that we, uh, you know, maybe we'd yeah. be a harder game otherwise. But no Christmas football at all. Like, I mean, <sighs> anyone who's listened to this knows I've not been to a match since Reading away, which is now about six weeks ago, something like that. It was like near the end of November, yeah. wasn't it? We've obviously yeah, played yeah, yeah. We played two league games in the month of December. The last home game to Coventry, weren't it? Yeah, which I think was the 20th of November. So I'm... I'm going to go two more You've than two You've not seen Bottom at home, have you, thinking about it? Well, I mean... Then again... <laughs> I'll well, be I seen... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that. Yeah, I haven't seen one myself. Yeah. yeah By the way, just before I forget, just a bit of a tangent. We were talking about Oli Burke. Um, and if you've only ever been to the home games, you've actually only seen Oli Burke in the flesh once. Is that right? That's Play for Sheffield United, yeah. Unless I've missed something, but I think that's the... Yeah, don't, what, don't ask me why I'm just spending my evening. What was that, Birmingham about. at home, were it? Birmingham at home at the post, season, yeah. yeah. Actually played all right in that game. Anyway, uh, Middlesbrough did not go ahead. I think it has been rearranged. We'll talk, uh, maybe talk a little bit about the rearranged uh, yeah. fixtures later on. Uh, funnily enough, on the subject of postponements, no FA Cup games were postponed, to my knowledge. Um, all surprise, of them went ahead. Yeah. Which I guess is exactly what you're saying. You know, these Everyone can put a team out. It's just... Yeah. It is probably better for each individual team to not do that when it's a league game with stuff on the yeah. line. And, and I'm yeah. not going to be an hypocrite. If United had to put that team out against Derby next week with Cal Gordon in, and we'll always get onto the game and uh, Jack Robinson, Norton Davis having to come into centre-half at Burke and Freeman on the bench coming on as subs, would I be happy with that? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't be ideal, would it? Uh, no. Is it cheating if everyone's doing it? <laughs> this is the thing. If 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 everyone else had been doing it, I'd I'd say, well, that's just the way it is. Everyone else has had to do it. The fact that everyone else hasn't, yeah, I don't think the EFL now have a right to turn around to us or Middlesbrough or Fulham or another team. I don't think any games called off and say, oh no no, you've got to play because you you are playing different rules for the same competition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's not happened yet, so I'm not going to get angry about it right now. No. I tell you what, I was my angry anger about would be substantial. Jurgen Klopp talking about how they they miraculously had twelve false positives. I, I don't know if you've seen. Yeah, I think I, yeah, yeah, yeah I have. I, I just yeah. uh, he is uh, he is. I really liked Jurgen Klopp about a year ago, and he's just 
plummeted in my estimation for various He's like reasons. a wrestler who turned heel. Yes, he's yes, like, perfect. You're sort of like, you're like, hey, here he is. And he's like, oh my God, he's, he's hit Hulk Hogan. You can't do that. <laughs> it's since uh, he took the glasses off, you know. I think I think all his personality was actually stored in his glasses and now it's just yeah. a grumpy git. But, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm not I'm not going to say he's a liar. I'm just going to insinuate that he's a liar. Uh, but I just, how unlikely is that? A batch of tests have all come back false positive. I just, just not statistically it. is extremely unlikely to yeah. be honest with you. Um, but let's talk. Uh, let's talk about our own FA Cup game. Uh, we played Wolves of the Premier League, who are eighth in the Premier League, fresh off beating Man U at Old Trafford. And I yeah. don't know if you saw much of that game, but they very deservedly beat Man United at Old Trafford. I saw the highlights, um, but yeah, they, they looked. I think they're a good side, Wolves. They're I've a very good side. Team. I um, think their fans earlier on in the season, because I've obviously been checking on their form a little bit to see the Gibbs-White situation, mm-hmm. and I know they get a little bit frustrated by the fact they're a bit defensive, but I think they're absolutely... I know they've had a bit of more, more money than us, certainly, but <laughs> fantastic example of what to do when you get promoted. Yeah, yeah, definitely a few... Five Portuguese uh, players. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a few circumstances that we don't Absolutely. enjoy that allow But I think if you're looking like a, as a, a... You can't really fault what they've done because yeah. they were in League One with us, you know, not so long ago. Jesus. Yeah, that's, in, that's uh, shocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and as you kind of alluded to earlier, uh, a bit of a scratch side from us, I thought. Um, you know, we, we'd heard... I think Heckingbottom had said in advance that you know, X number of players without you. You'd actually tell me that Egan and McBurney and Moussa were going to be missing. Um... This was off an account of, I think it was that Blazeman account, and I think this was just purely because of uh, the training on the Friday had been recorded, uh, and they, okay. and and they weren't there. So that's the only that's. I've got no inside information or anything like that. But yeah. hopefully, For... it sounds this out of context. It sounds ridiculous, but hopefully, Egan had COVID because that means he's out of isolation, all being well by Saturday. And hopefully fully recovered, yeah. Uh, so instead of him, Kyron Gordon uh, gets a start. He obviously played um, at least one League Cup game already. Made his debut with Tyler Smith, who scored his first goal for Hull this weekend as well. Very nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Jack Robinson continues, I suppose, <clears throat> at, uh, at left centre-back. Norrington Davis comes in for Stevens, missing completely. I mean, the bench is, uh, the bench oh, is very... Yeah. I don't want to, to be honest, weak, when I saw but... the team, when I saw the team, I thought, yeah, that, that's not too bad. And then I saw the Wolves side and how strong they got. And I thought, well, I actually said we'll do well to get a three <laughs> nil. Is what my actual uh, text was to 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 someone. So yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing, isn't it? I mean, a bit of a, a makeshift side for us, and uh, certainly man for man, significantly worse than Wolves, who I think put out something close to their strongest team. I know they got uh, yeah. Jimenez on the bench and. Moutinho yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. both of whom came on, by the way. I was not overly enamoured to see uh, Jimenez thrown on. I think when they were 2 0 up as well. At that yeah, point. and I think, I mean, we'll get on to the game, but when it got to like 2 0, we made substitutions that I don't think we'd have made in a in, in a real match, if you like, as well. I think we obviously rested sharp on the Goldrick, so. Yeah, which uh, makes total sense. This being our first, uh, yeah, first game in about 20 days. So I, um, I, I guess the, the disparity in the teams is. Our best player is not good enough for Wolves' squad, being uh, Morgan Gibbs-White. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, yeah, I had pretty low expectations going into this. I was kind of mentally treating it like a, a pre-season friendly because, obviously, yeah, me too. we've me not too. played any football. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know really that you... I certainly don't read that much into it, like, collectively. It's, for me, it's not like... Wow. It's not particularly meaningful in terms of, like, oh, the bubbles burst on... You know, hecking bottoms run or anything like that. I don't think yeah. this I've seen game teaches as much either way. Say, oh, you're a bit of a wake up call. Disagree, unless you, you know, you think that our side with five changes, including a kid who's never played before, and then in the second half a player who's never played centre half before for us. If you think that team were ever going to, you know, get anything in, at Wolves, then that, that that's the only way it could be a wake up call. Yeah. As you said, for me, I think we actually put up a really good performance with the team that we had out, mm. but we showed why, you know, that, that that's not our first eleven, and also that, you know, we we struggle. I'm not going to base anything on this game, but we go up with the current squad we've got. We need massive improvements to to survive. So to go up yes. against a top ten Premier League club with this team, it was. I don't know what the odds were, but I wouldn't have given much help, to be fair, to get anything. No. Uh, I will say, and unless my my memory has, has been you know blocked out here, which I, I won't totally rule out, 
I thought we gave Wolves a better game than in either of the two Premier League games we played against them last season. When we, I missed the away one last season. To be honest, um, the I, home one was obviously the the first game of the season. But yes, yeah. I, I got to admit, I have pretty much no memory of that away game. I'm pretty sure I watched it. We lost one 0 right? Was it two? Yeah, lost. Of course we did. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, but I, I can't remember very much about it at all. But I'm, I felt like we created more chances in this game, certainly in the first twenty minutes or so. Than, uh, than in either we of those. Started two. really well. I was actually yeah. really. It was a really good game of football up until about until, up until Wolves' second goal, mm-hmm. and that were it. Game over, and I think everyone was just playing out time, including Wolves. And I, look, I don't think Wolves were in first gear. I think they were. Yeah. They did enough to where they probably could have stepped it up. But I think it was a really actually a really good game of football. We could have on another day been three and a lot before they got their first goal. Absolutely, yeah. I thought we started really really well. Sharp had a, a shot that went wide. Uh, McGoldrick had a. A header he really should have done better of, like a yeah, yeah. steered it wide. Um and then the 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 second McGoldrick chance was was a particularly egregiously poor bit of forward play, I think. I mean the it was... fact that he didn't even reach the net, it reminded <laughs> me I know he got blocked off as well the keeper, but it reminded me of we once uh, put our mates in like uh, on, I think it was Pro Evo, and you can put your own names in and stuff. And as a joke, we put one of my mates in with shot power one. So even when he took a pen, it didn't reach the net. <laughs> and uh, that reminds me of McGoldrick. <laughs> uh, it was it was like he forgot how his legs work when it was like, yeah. I, I, I think I've had anxiety dreams like this before where I sort of lose control of my body and like, <laughs> just, yeah. you can't, you're trying to run away from something and your legs no, don't work. Were you confident at all? He was going to score. No, yeah, I and mean, this that's... is uh, we love him obviously and stuff. And he, he again played well outside the box, but he, he's just—I've <laughs> never genuinely don't think I know a striker who's missed as many sitters. There's been worse strikers by a mile. Connor Salmon obviously missed that one against Blackpool. I can't think of someone who's played for us for this amount of time and missed this many sitters. This is completely unfair, but I swear the easier they are, the more likely it is to miss them. That's that. Oh, I scored some brilliant goals. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure XG would disprove that, but that's certainly the fan experience yeah. how it feels. Oh dear, but it was a good. I think it was, was it Norrington Davis put this ball in and picked him yeah, out. Yeah, really good cross. Yeah, picked him out perfectly, and uh, he had time to control it. Control it, he did, and he sort of got stuck under his feet. And yeah, as you say, I'm, I'm not sure it would have reached the, the goal line anyway without. <laughs> Even without being blocked, but I watched, there were no commentary on the stream I was watching, and mm-hmm. um, I watched Match of the Day back, and the commentator, comment, I can't know who it was actually, a female commentator was saying, "And is it going to go in?" It's like obviously not, no, because <laughs> <laughs> he could like sort of stick, take his towel in the land, do a few kickups if you want. Them. <laughs> yeah. Unless we can move the goal like a couple of <laughs> couple of yards out, no, it's not happening. Um, yeah. Jack Robinson backed up his very good oh. game at Fulham. With yeah. uh, something closer to his normal performance levels. He did a fantastic block, which I want to mention before we lay into him. I, I was uh, just about did, to mention it myself, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah, well, that was it, sorry. He, he flew into a tackle and he won the tackle and you're thinking, brilliant, that's what we want to see. And then... <laughs> and then, uh, oh dear. A, a, just a dreadful error to give Wolves the lead, just completely misjudging a clearance and basically kicking it straight to older. Podence or Podence. It's, I, I, no offence to uh, Podence, but it's not an enjoyable name to say, that one. It's not. No, it's very no, aesthetically no. unpleasing. He also <laughs> looks too much like Phil Foden, and Foden and Podence, it's, it's, it's too much for my brain. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he, he sticks it away. It's 1-0. Um, they had another good chance quite soon after this, where Fabio Silva went in and uh, Chipped it wide, I think. Fodringham I think Fodringham saved it, it doesn't it? Yeah, because yeah. I thought it would go out for it. When it recorded, I was like, "All oh, right." Oh, did did they get a corner for it in the end? I'm yeah. sure they got a corner from it. Uh, after, okay, it? yeah. Well, I, I thought he saved it. I couldn't remember if the referee gave a corner or not, but yeah, good. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly credit him with the save for that one. Mm. Robinson had another giveaway. Just like, yeah. what are you doing, mate? I mean, ugh. the thing I, I talk to, I listen to the Tufty Club, and I, I put a. A reply to him saying something like, "The thing with Robinson, what blows my mind is that we bought him to play in the Premier League, which is something that absolutely just like stunning." Um, and someone said, "Oh yeah, but, you know you can't be scapegoating. He played well last week." My argument against it is he's not getting scapegoated. People are picking him out because he constantly makes mistakes. It's not. It's not. I, I could understand when people were saying Oliver Norwood were a scapegoat, or Berger for oh we never win when Berger's in the team. I think you could possibly use an argument to say that's a scapegoat. I could. I, I mean, Robinson must have cost us seven goals almost individually this season. Yeah, 
He's just bad. I, He's a bad player yeah. who had a good game against I, I, Fulham. He had a great game against Fulham, don't get me wrong. But even in that game, he still lost his man for when Mitrovic hit the bar. And, you know, he, he, maybe I should call it a mistake, but... I, I, no one's picking him out for for any reason. He's not. It's not the John Lundstrom thing. Oh, he's not trying or anything. Yeah, yeah. The reason his name comes up a lot is because he makes a lot of mistakes. He does, and uh, as you said, several of them lead to goals. And this was another one. Um, so one nil down at that point. I did think second half was a bit of a non-event from us, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Robinson went off at half time, which apparently Heckingbottom said was injury related although yeah i don't I think, know if he was uh, i mean, I mean the, what i felt a bit sorry for gordon in the sense in the sense that um he was in the middle and i felt sorry for not in davis another young lad in between robinson robinson having this nightmare and obviously with that famous if you like bit where gordon went i don't know if you saw this where gordon went up to robinson telling him to keep his head up and you're mm. thinking that should be the other way around really you know yeah. the experience should be doing that to gordon but gordon's 19 and um uh... played for boston yeah, what is this like his second, second or third star? All in the cups, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Robinson went off at half time with Luke Freeman coming on, and I mean, actually, just before I get to that, yeah, you, with Norton Davis, I mean, he must be thinking, can I not play next to this kid? <laughs> like Jack, Jack Robinson. Like, <laughs> I swear, every yeah. time he's played Norton Davis, it's been next to Jack Robinson instead of. Uh, well, it would know, have been, yeah. What a thought, so yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. A couple of games with Ben Davis, I think. But this Davis... is a real, real problem now. I think if Dave, we obviously don't know what's up with Davis. Personal reasons, not yeah. sure. But if he's going to be out for any length of time, or if he's going to go back to Liverpool or whatever, if we. I still think playoffs is a long shot or anything like that. But if we're going to be serious about it, we cannot afford to play. Jackson there anymore. I think we can maybe get away with Stevens, Norton Davis for a couple of games there. Yeah. We need someone to play in that position. Absolutely, yeah. And uh yeah, not not clear what the situation is with Ben Davis. Um mm. but yeah, personal reasons is the official sort of line on it. So um yeah, whatever whatever it is that he's, you know, going through and dealing with at the moment, um obviously we wish him wish him all the best and hope it's uh, resolved fully and quickly. But yeah, he's certainly uh you know, seems for the foreseeable future seems to be out of the picture for us. And yeah, yeah you're right. We we need to find a, a solution there. And it is January, so the transfer yep. window is open. Um, I'm happy with any sort of sort of average bog standard championship centre half to be completely honest above mm-hmm. what we've got at the moment in as backup. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so yeah, Robinson goes off at half time. Luke Freeman comes on, does almost less than nothing. Am I being harsh? I were really poor. I mean. He came on, and I'm one of these sort of people, because I've seen him play so well against us. Mm. I'm thinking, I I thought this under Slav, I thought a new manager, you know, could get him going. Obviously, he never played under Ekin Bonks, he was on loan at Forest, I'm thinking another new manager, can he get him going? And he looks like a player who will be genuinely, and I'm not just, he's going to be in League 2, if this carries on this sort of form within the next couple of years, because he's... He's offering nothing. I, I can't get my head round because, yeah, he, he looks slow and he, he's probably not fit and stuff. But he's always been technically good. But even that, he's touching everything. Just uh, yeah, he's offered nothing. He's only twenty nine. I, I saw someone this say is this what the other day. Yeah, this is it. He's playing like a thirty six year old. We think, <laughs> or someone who's come back from a broken leg, maybe or something. Yeah, and he went went that badly injured at Forest, was he? No, this is oh, it. Yeah, bizarre. Uh, yeah, I quite sort of. Not excited to see him on, but I thought, well, you know, new chance for everyone, new manager and stuff. He's never played under Eckingbottom, and I thought it were awful, to be honest. I'd, uh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Ollie Burke also came on for the last 25 minutes. Uh, it produced one back heel that had me sarcastically <laughs> applauding my screen. I couldn't help yeah. it. I just started slow clapping because it was that bad. But uh, to be fair to him, he did set up a, probably our only real chance of the half with... Um, a nice run and a cross picks out sharp in the middle. Yeah, and, uh... it did. It, it, it wasn't. He wasn't the worst player by, you know, yeah. by a long shot for us. He, he were absolutely fine. I don't. The thing is, we're bit we want him gone because he, he's he's offered us nothing and his football intelligence is, cl- is clearly you know not to the level that that he should be. But he's not. He has got that pace at least. He's, 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 there's something there. I, I want him to go, but and he showed that pace and you know decent ball and as well from him. Yeah, let's hope uh, Blackburn scouts were uh, were watching this one. Yeah, um, I think we're two 0 down at this point, or nearing shortly after. I think it's like five minutes after he came on, actually, which is obviously uh, not a res- as a result of Burke, as far as I'm aware. But yeah, yeah they uh, get a nice goal on the counter attack. Samedo finishes it mm-hmm. off. That's seventy two minutes, and yeah, it's pretty much uh, pretty much game over at that point. And then uh, 
Fodringham had a total meltdown with ten to go, Brilliant. which is just. I mean, it, did you laugh at this? I, I had to. Yeah, I'm about to say. I mean, obviously, it's a meaningless game, really. I, I were laughing. It, that, that's the Fodringham we were all worried about. <laughs> yeah, and look, he's he's not alone among uh, United goalkeepers to have made mistakes this season, uh, but this this was not particularly. Uh... I don't know what you would do. <laughs> when I, like... when I saw it in real time, I thought because he for anyone who somehow missed it, he, he comes running out to collect a through, but a bouncing through ball on the edge of the box. And in real time, from the TV camera angle, I thought he's going to go really close to the edge of the box. He's going to have to do one of them where he either heads it away or mm. he catches it and drops it because his momentum is going to take him out of the box. Yeah. But instead, when you see the like the head-on replay, the ball's sort of two yards inside the box and he kind yeah, of yeah, runs yeah. past it and his trailing arm goes to catch it and he just ends up losing it to Podence who scores yeah. his... Um, you know, he's a but... mistakes, and I, I'm not going to go in on Wes at all because he's been fantastic since he's come in. And obviously, Veritz has gone now, so he's and who knows what's happening with Olsen. Yeah. He's an undisputed number one, I think it's fair to say now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's another thing, and you know how much like a backup keeper. If Olsen goes back, which a lot of people want, I, I think we need a backup keeper, to be honest, because the idea of sort of Jake Eastwood coming in and never played anything like this level before. Yeah. If we do get into a sort of a playoff position, is not something, again, just a bog standard average free agent goalkeeper if there is anyone available. Yeah. It should be relatively attractive for that kind of player because there's every chance he could end up starting Absolutely. for like the rest of yeah. the season Absolutely. and getting a big yeah. contract. It's not as if we've got Henderson in goal anymore or Ramsdale yeah. and they're going to be number two. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, lose three 0 got the cup. I, I gotta say, I thought it was okay overall. I, I enjoyed bits of it. I thought we we competed for the first sort of <laughs> sixty five seventy minutes or so. Had some good chances, didn't take them. Uh, ultimately, if you don't do that against good opposition, certainly you know good Premier League <laughs> opposition when you're a division below, you are going to get yeah. punished. And uh, yeah, 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 maybe I think we deserve to lose. Yeah, I think we deserve to lose, but we didn't deserve to lose three 0 I think. Three-two, something like that, might have been fairer. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Uh, yeah, the bench um, included five academy products of o- whom uh, only in Jai is close to first team action, really. Any uh, the other ones being yeah. Regan Slater, Jake Eastwood, uh, Willa Sula. I think that's his first appearance on the bench. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Joe Starbuck as well, also yeah. on the bench. Um, who I believe only signed for us fairly recently, Starbuck. Yeah, he did. He did, um, yeah. So he's done really well to get on that position. Yeah. Quite a rapid ascension. Yeah, he's a fullback, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, signed him in uh, September last year, 2021. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, good good job by him. Neither, none of those got on the pitch apart from Njai. Uh, I don't know, unfortunately. It would have been nice to see them out there. But um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's more value in showing other teams that Oliver Burke and Luke Freeman exist. And um... yeah, yeah. I mean, the subs were fairly bizarre at the end. If you're taking it as a serious game, because mm. you think got Norwood on, but you know, putting NJ on now. But I imagine it's about minutes. I imagine it's a, you know just to get NJ. We know obviously he's had his injury problems, so probably not worth starting him. But just giving him the 15 minutes or whatever it was at the end might might do some good. Yeah, encouraging to see Brewster on the bench after, you know, it sounded like that was quite a serious yeah. hamstring injury suffered yeah, 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 against yeah. Bristol City, wasn't it? Yeah, that's... Yep. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, it definitely was. Yeah, it was a game I was not at and watched on the old, <laughs> uh, the old television. Oh, yeah, um, of course it was, yeah. The so he's only missed two league games somehow. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Someone actually pointed out to me that we actually uh, got as many points as Wednesday over the Christmas period, which is none. The <laughs> <laughs> no, only difference is we didn't play. <laughs> I, can, I can believe Heckingbottom doesn't win uh, Manager of the Month. What they're doing, giving it to yeah. Wilder. He didn't win 100% of his games Wilder in December. Got it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Morgan Gibbs Whitesell got in the team of the month, though. Damn right he did. That's that's just how good he is. Um, it don't make any sense because he got took off after about 20 minutes in the in one of the two games that he played in December. <laughs> It was that good at Cardiff. Yeah. That one performance got him in. Yeah, and then he ran off injured at half time in uh, in the Fulham game. Um, yeah. yeah, so Bruce was back on the bench. Uh, he didn't come on, so maybe he was uh, not quite ready to be risked. Mm. But uh, he did play for the under twenty threes today and uh, and got a goal as well. So mm. good to see. A um, couple other things from this game. I really enjoyed Basham's. Uh, Less of the fancy stuff, <laughs> reducer <laughs> on Traore, yeah. who I think had got away from Berger, who sort of tried to uh, tried to muscle him out of it and was uh, 
very much outmatched and then Basham just came steaming in and takes a yeah. game card. Absolutely love that. What a great moment. Yeah, uh, brilliant. I also like the idea as well that we played like alongside each other. I said this to you, Bash Gordon. Bash Gordon is so good. That is, by the way, I've, I'd already decided this, but that is the title of this podcast. It's definitely oh, fantastic. Yeah. Bash Gordon. <laughs> well, seeing the team sheet, it just made me think that how much I would enjoy it if Basham's first name was actually Gordon, if his name was Gordon Basham. I, I was thinking about this today. Uh, I, I think this is the only thing... Chris Basham could do to make me love him even more as if his name was actually Gordon Basham. That's <laughs> such an outstanding name. Um, Sander Berger started, which was nice to see. Uh, pretty anonymous. I think the longer the game went on, the less I noticed him, and then he came off after about He did a few minutes. things that were really nice, as he always does, but mm-hmm. uh, and helped us get up the field and stuff, which is probably the only midfielder outside of Fleck when he's playing well who can do that, yeah. get the ball and sort of run with it. He is so weak, though, isn't he? I mean, you know, he, he barged off the ball a couple of times and you're thinking, you use your strength, man. He did nearly score with a great shot, to be fair. It's a tough midfield to play against, I'll say I'll say that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it wasn't, like, super encouraging. It'll be interesting to see if he starts at Derby, actually, because obviously Norwood's in there. Fleck, you'd have thought, and I don't really know what's up with Fleck, actually. I think mm-hmm. he's picked up a injury, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't imagine Fleck will be there. Hurahan's obviously got the shirt at the moment. So it'd be interesting to see Berger comes in actually. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully does. I, I, I'm still still a fan. If Gibbs White's out, I'd play him further forward personally. But yeah, I suppose yeah, Berger's barely played any football. When was the last time yeah. he? He came on as a sub against uh, Bristol Fulham. City. And Fulham, oh, yeah. Fulham second like, half. Yeah. Not for particularly long though against Bristol City. Where no, so... he started a game for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, geez, you must be going back to like the fifth game of the season or something like that for his last I start. Think, I think I might be talking Luton away. Yeah, think. Think probably right. flipping egg. Um, yeah. Speaking of subs, we still haven't used five, which I think is like we we never used five in the um, no uh, in the Premier League. I'm not sure. We've done he it said it we're going to as well. Like in bottom, he said we're going to use all the subs for game time. But I imagine because of the injuries, yeah, maybe thought there was no need really. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, and then I suppose final word on this game is just on uh, Karen Gordon's interview afterwards, mm, yeah, um, which was very heartening. I thought that was like a really, I don't know, I, I, I like feel good stories with United. And he uh, he said I I made my debut with my brother, and he was in the stands today, so yeah. Tyler Smith in attendance. Uh, the family is just so proud. In the family group chat, my auntie was crying. It's mental. This is what I've dreamed of since I was going to the games at seven years old. So. Yeah. That's great. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm fully so on board I with that. Interview back. Um, a couple of people let me to it actually, and unbelievably, unbelievable maturity for a 19 year old as well. I know mm. that sounds like a cliche, but he spoke really, really well. And good luck to him. You know, I think tough game for, for him to come oh, into. A hell of a tough game. <laughs> yeah. For a lot of reasons. He's up against a fantastic side. He's never played at that level before. He's alongside Robinson and then Norrington Davis, who's never played there. I don't think he had a particularly bad game. I don't think he had a good game, which is, you know, that's a compliment to him because that's his yeah. first, you know, first attempt at those sort of players. And I think he, he was fine. He weren't the worst player on the pitch, but he didn't make any huge mistakes. So, No, I thought he uh, acquitted himself very well in, as you said, difficult circumstances mm. against a very good, a very good, very expensive attack. That uh... Yeah, and hopefully it gets game time. I think Laporte would have been playing if uh, if, he, if he were back in this game. And we need these players to get out on loan, don't we, and just see how good they actually are. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if Gordon... Uh... Well, I think there's probably every chance he does stay around the first team, particularly if Robinson is yeah. indeed injured. Um, I think he's going to have to. I think he's yeah. going to have to because, like I said, we we are absolutely desperate for a centre half, not as a starter really. It all, it all depends on Davis, I suppose. Yeah, indeed. All right, mate. Uh, anything else you want to say about Wolves? Anything we missed? Or uh, no, I'll probably not this match very much. To be honest, <laughs> I, I'm not particularly upset at getting knocked out of the cups with no. out of the cup with um, you know four games to rearrange essentially and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that and Derby next after this quick break. Hello, Blades Pod listener. Although perhaps it's slightly odd to say hello to you a second time, but I'm going to do it anyway because that's just the kind of person I am. Quick break to tell you about sponsor of this podcast, NordVPN. And it's a new year and NordVPN 
have a new special offer for Blades Pod listeners. Now, anyone who listens to this podcast reg- regularly knows that I use NordVPN myself. It is a fast and secure service. It significantly boosts my online privacy and security by encrypting my traffic on web and mobile, which means I never have to worry about unsecure websites or apps or public Wi-Fi connections or anything like that. Very handy feature that NordVPN comes with is the ability to switch my virtual location with a single click. I can do this very easily, which gives me access to all kinds of streaming platforms and various other websites uh, that are not available in the UK, which is, as a football fan, is uh, a very handy feature indeed, as uh, I'm sure many of you are fully aware of what I'm talking about in that particular instance. But NordVPN makes it very easy for you to do that with just a single click. As I mentioned, NordVPN have got a special offer for BladesPod listeners. Special just kicked in this month. All you need to do is go to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or use the code bladespod when you sign up and you get 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month absolutely free. It is also risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. So head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod now, or use the code bladespod when you sign up and you get your 70% off plus the additional month. And as I mentioned, there is that 30-day money-back guarantee as well. Thank you so much for listening. Now back to the podcast. And we're back and rearranged games. So Hull has been rearranged. That's now on the 15th of February. I think Preston, what is that, next week? That's next Tuesday, I think. Yeah, Preston away. Mm. Uh, And then what's the other one? Middlesbrough's in the start of March, isn't it? Um, Hull on the 15th of February. It's it's actually the same day Wednesday at home. So that's probably... That's either going to get moved again or uh, it, it might be Wednesday's turn to have their game moved. But... That seems kind of dumb to be. You know? Yeah, if you know they're at home, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, we play a lot of games in February. I think we've got seven games in February and then like another five in March or something like that. It's basically a game every three days in February. So I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, you know, it is what it is at this point. It might be a good thing. You know, we, we've mm-hmm. kind of touched on before as, you know, we've, we have got a fairly big squad. There's a lot of... Players who didn't feature or weren't even on the bench this weekend. Yeah. Uh, maybe we've we're in a decent position to ride out this kind of run. Maybe if you're, uh, you know, building up some momentum, then it's not so bad to be like a game every few days. And I, I will say, actually, we didn't mention this earlier, but in relation to these games being postponed and the frustration that goes with it, my one sort of bit of relief is that we are only a mid-table team at this point. I mean, yeah, I, Rotherham I'm got... I'm glad you brought this up, actually, because I've seen a lot of woe is me, poor Sheffield United, everything's mm. going against us. I feel if we were in the top three or bottom three, yes. I'd have been much... We uh, People saying, it's, oh, it's derailed our playoff bid. We were on a good run. There's no getting it. You know, we, we won four. We, we were mid-table. We were, the reason we are mid-table is not because of the COVID games, really. It's because we this is the highest we've been, you know, for, for, for the majority of the season because we've been absolutely awful for, for most of it. So, like I say, I don't think... Yeah, it's not come at a great time because we, we had loads of momentum and stuff, but I think anyone trying to blame the COVID situation for us maybe not getting in the playoffs, I think that's clutching at straws a little bit. I don't think it's anything like last time where we had that momentum and then came back. I think... Yeah. We've had a poor season. We've had a really poor season. And if we don't get in the playoffs, it's more than likely going to be down to that start. Yeah, or, or just being an average side, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, I don't yeah. think this is going to change much. It might, you know, it might, it maybe if we finish seventh or eighth, then I think you might have an, may have an argument and say, yeah. you know, if those games aren't being rearranged. But if we finish nine points off, I don't think you can. You've got any argument. Yeah, I'm with you. I would be tearing my hair out if we were like in Fulham's position, for example. Fulham, I feel really sorry for because you dropped down to a fourth, third. Uh, I don't have the table in front of me, but um, I mean, Rotherham got absolutely stiffed last season, didn't they? Yeah, um, they and this is well. another thing people say. You know, we've got loads of games to catch up on, and and we have, but so have most other sides. These us and Luton and Swansea are all on twenty-two. There's only in the teams above us. Uddersfield have got have played four more than us. But everyone else has played, yeah, I know. But everyone else has played like two, three more, and it is a lot. But it's only like going on a cup run. It's only like getting to the fifth round of the FA Cup where you have to rearrange your games. Yeah, I guess so. The, the frustration is none of these postponements were down to. That us. is, yeah, um, and I completely agree with that. I understand the the frustration because I'm as frustrated as anybody, but I don't think you can use it as a 
well, we've been any worse. Well, Fulham are playing now, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say you're yeah. right. They, they would have been down to fourth, but they've uh, they, they, yeah. they have a temporary point at the moment because they're drawing 0-0. Um, Why QP... are they playing? We should be playing now. <laughs> Doing my head in. So I, this, this last week... Why weren't we playing last week? Why weren't we playing Hull last Tuesday or Wednesday no or idea. Thursday? Uh, like people said, like Heckingbottom said, that like, they tried to rearrange games and uh, the team's saying they won't, they won't have a team ready. Like, but they're playing now. So yeah, I know Hull played on. I think Hull played on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so like New Year's Day or the second. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Why it's can't they play us it's that midweek? Nonsense, and everyone knows it's nonsense. The AFL know they're getting. The Mickey took out of them, but I don't think that I don't think I certainly don't think everyone's avoiding Sheffield United. No, 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 quite. <laughs> I think it's just it's just unlucky for us that it's, these games, are, some of them will have been legitimate. Like I say, I've got a feeling Middlesbrough probably were legitimate in terms of the players they had missing and stuff. I think Hull, we'd probably just come at a bad time. Yeah. Uh, you know, they probably didn't want to play two games in a week. And, yeah, QPR. but EK does live a bit of taste because you you just yeah. You, I was shouting cheats. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you shout cheats at everything. Shout. I do. Yeah, everyone's a cheat. <laughs> yeah, shout at your own your own mother probably. Yeah. Um, sorry, that's that's not a really personal. Was no, that? not intention yeah. intended I'll to be all. <laughs> um, QPR is is the one outlier that hasn't been rearranged with us yet. They are cheats. Because, if, you, no. if, <laughs> if you want a super conspiracy, I saw that they have uh, signed a goalkeeper on loan today, or they're about to, because their current goalkeeper is, um, is it Dieng, is it the African Cup of Nations? I mean, that's so... annoying that uh, Leicester today, for today's game, have used the fact that some of their players are in the African nations yeah. as a result of why they can't play. It's like, what? You knew that was going to happen. What are you talking about? Try not to swear on this podcast, but uh, <laughs> that that is utter to BS, yeah. I'm afraid. Absolutely nonsense. All of them winning, by the way. They just scored. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah. But yeah, so to, if you want my ultra conspiracy, uh, the QPR game will be uh, conveniently a new date will be found in the next couple of days now that they have found yeah. themselves a goalkeeper. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. let's talk about a game that is theoretically going ahead as it stands, and that is Derby. And you and I are going. I can't wait. I'm going to fumble I'm my really looking last. forward to this. I've never been to Derby, and everyone assures me it's a great away day. So. Ooh. Yeah, I've been a couple of times. I went uh, the last time, actually, in, uh, where we lost 2-1 with, with a goal down after, like, 13 seconds or something ridiculous. Yeah, to, uh, yeah, yeah. Frank Lampard's Derby County. Had a great yeah. day, even though we lost. So I'm I'm really, really looking forward to this. Um, Derby themselves, they've been pretty feisty this season. Uh, they've only they'll be lost... above us, won't they, I think? Uh, they will be yeah. level on points with level us. Level on points, is it? Sorry. Albeit having played three games more than we have. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's obviously if they had not had 21 points deducted. Mm-hmm. Um, they've only lost seven out of their 25 games. Um, yeah. They've only won seven themselves, but, you know, that would put them... Yeah, they'd, they'd be pretty comfortably mid-table if not for the points deduction. Um, advanced stats, not quite as big a fan of them. They have the fourth worst expected goal difference in the whole division, albeit it is significantly better than the three worst teams, which are Peterborough, Reading and Barnsley. But mm-hmm. um, second worst attack on XG, seventh worst yeah. defence... So they've they've been a slightly strange team. We've obviously played them a couple of times already this season. One of the most experienced sides, possibly the most experienced side in the entire league. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, just even if you just look at the players that once played for Sheffield United, you know, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. even mentioning Curtis Davis, but yeah, the ex Blades connections. You've got obviously Jaggy Elka, Stearman, yeah. Ravel Morrison, who's having quite a nice season for them. Kazim Richards, yeah. he scored the other day, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. George's brother, George Baldock's brother, Sam, Sam Baldock, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you remember if Jags and or Stearman played at the game uh, at Bramall Lane? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Jag- Jags did, definitely, yeah. Yes, uh, Jag- that's right. Did he, he, did he at the bar yeah. with a header, actually? Yeah, he did. He did, he did yeah. yeah. Stearman, I don't... Stearman, he must have signed for him at that point, but I don't think he was on the bench, Stearman. Yeah, uh, well, Curtis Davis has been playing... But they uh, obviously mix it in. I'm saying they're an experienced team, but they've also got players like... Bird, um, and as well, yeah. Knight, I think he's only young. Yeah, Knight, Jason Knight, only like twenty. Oh, yeah. So you know they've got the, it's in a considering the what they've had to work with. They've actually built a the sort of squad that you would build with the mm. you know with the uh, restrictions that they've had. Yeah, I think I think Rooney's doing a really good job. Uh, to be honest, with you know yeah. probably the worst circumstances. Uh, in the in the entire division, I guess, and uh, 
<laughs> it might get worse for them because it sounds like Mike Ashley is uh, <laughs> preparing the bits. Yeah, to take I think the thing with Ashley, I mean, if yeah, it'll be a it, it, for all the, the the ammo that he got, and I think the worst thing for me with Ashley is how little communication he had with the fans at Newcastle. He's a bit of a Kevin McCabe in the sense that he'll will probably run that club in a sustained fashion, bit of really unexciting fashion, mm-hmm. in the sense that everything that goes out will come in and everything that comes in, should I say, will go out. But he'll not. He's he, you know he's a businessman. He's not yes. going to invest loads of money. I want to thought on the playing side of things. No, I asked my uh, Derby supporting mate about this, and he said it's not great. Uh, but Derby have survived through Maxwell and three owners being sent to prison. <laughs> they'll probably be fine. Yeah. <laughs> At least I mean, this is maybe resilient. what they want. Maybe the, the, the boom and bust sort of thing of Mel, Mel Morris. Hmm. Maybe they need someone like Ashley who is just going to steady it. Because, I, I, like I say, I don't think he's a maverick owner, Ashley, in the sense that he's not Peter Isdale or hmm. anyone like that. He's actually the opposite. The reason Newcastle fans didn't like him is because he invested very little. Yeah, indeed. Uh so I don't know what to... I think Derby have been one of the hardest teams to read this season in terms of, yeah, the difference between uh, their results and their performances, if you like, which yeah. I guess our game, the, the league game at the lane, is a bit of a microcosm of because we... I mean, we were significantly better than them from what I remember in that game and had some really yeah. good chances. And then it took a, you know, a, a brain fart from Curtis Davis, essentially one of the most bizarre and balls you'll ever see yeah, in the last really minute to weird. decide that game. It, Interesting, by the way. I don't think this like goes to lack of squad depth or anything, but they only made two changes for their FA Cup game as well on Saturday. All right. Yeah. Well, it, that may well be depth. Yeah, because I mean, mm. most most of their young players were already in the team. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Not true. Anyone else particularly to call on? So yeah, and you know, there's the total unknown of uh, no no competitive game for us, no competitive league game, I should say, for uh, what's well, going to be close to a month by the time this game kicks off, twentieth yeah. December to. Uh, January 15th, uh, we don't know who's going to be available. You know, there's a lot of uh, yeah, notable yeah. absentees from the last game. So I've no idea, mate, as a forecast for this one. I'm just uh, I, no, very excited I'm to be going. To. Just don't call it off, please. Oh, you, please you're already down, aren't they? There's no need for you to call it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final thing, I think, this, uh, this week. Uh, a bit of a restructure at uh, under-23 level, including... This was really bizarre there. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll read it out. So, uh, obviously, Heckingbottom and, and Jack Lester have progressed to first-team level which from, from academy, under 23, uh, which means Derek Geary has been promoted to academy manager, which uh, seems like good for him. He's obviously been around mm-hmm. the club at uh, youth yep. level for well, quite a while. I like him, yeah. Uh, I don't know who Michael Collins is, unfortunately, or whether he's been yeah. involved previously, but he is now the under-23's lead coach. And then A.D. Boothroyd, the A.D. Boothroyd, i.e. the... I, I don't get... I can't... I don't know what the role is, so I can't sort of make an opinion on this because I don't... Mm. Obviously, the role is... Uh, sorry, is it... Re- uh... Coach, mentor, and oh, consultant. It. So it's not coach, comma, mentor. He's a mentor of coaches and yeah. consultant. And my initial reaction was, oh, God, why? Because yeah. <laughs> I was... Yeah. Really critical of Boothroyd at under twenty one. Uh, I think England's England have had a phenomenal uh, youth pipeline, I suppose, for the last four or five years. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've watched much of the under twenty ones recently, but the, the I, results were bad I've, and the performances were worse. Yeah, I've criticised Boothroyd a lot for that for I, what he did with that group. I didn't like but... him. Uh, I thought he was incredibly prosaic at Watford. Obviously, got results, but. They were God, massively, weren't I? An awful to watch. Um, yeah. So my initial reaction was, oh no, why is he being brought in? But I don't know. Obviously, he's not. He's not going to be a manager. He is being. You know, he is a pure consultant. We're not going to see. There's not really much accountability that we're going to be able to measure. I don't think as fans. You know, obviously, people inside the club will be able to see whether he's doing a good mm. job or not. But. Yeah. From our point of view, it's not like a, a manager of the under twenty three. You can point to it and go, like, well, you know, results have been crap. You must be terrible. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think you can also point at the amount of youth talent that's progressed from the youth levels of England into the senior squad. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of players have transitioned really well in yeah. the last couple of years. I don't know how much credit he should get for that. Maybe, maybe you know, literally hardly any because obviously the clubs yeah, are doing most of the groundwork. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it feels like a bit of a 
a bit of a coup in a way. I mean, this guy—it's a huge step down for him from England under twenty-one man. It get—I don't know. For me, and I could be wrong here. It gets—it's almost like a stopgap job for him. Yeah. I don't know. If that, that's how it feels. When when it came in, I thought, oh no, no. And then I looked at his role or whatever it was. I didn't really understand it. And I went, I mean, like you said, my, my initial impression is, oh no, not him. But can he do any harm? He's obviously got good contacts with, with people and. You know, he's obviously experienced. He's not actually doing the coaching, as far as I know. No, as no. Not, I don't think we're going to change our entire philosophy to like become a hoofball team or anything just because he's there. I don't really know what is that. Is it is it part of a rebuilding to try and get the academy to uh, category one? I don't yep. know. Is, it is may well be, or uh, yeah. it may just be like when uh, Jason Tindall was here last year. It's just uh, you know just. Bri- bridging is <laughs> what was that? Sorry, a mate of a mate. <laughs> a mate of a mate. I meant just intended to, uh, you know, bridge the gap till yeah. uh, a proper. Person it's really bizarre it. because it's it's the Geary thing. Yeah, made perfect sense. I think everyone probably thought that was going to happen anyway. Yeah, I suppose we had, we do have a very inexperienced staff uh, below Peking Bottom and McCall. You know, Leicester mm-hmm. and Geary. These aren't people who have spent years in the game or anything like that. So maybe you know, just a. a, a a wise ahead, if you like. Maybe he's, maybe he's going into the business of coaching coaches, if you know what I mean. You do, yeah. do with fair badges and stuff. I'm not sure. My initial reaction was, oh no, not him. But now I'm thinking, what's the worst that can happen? This is where he's installed as caretaker manager at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is a, you know, in all sincerity, I think that is a, a, a genuinely good point. That uh, you know, what's the worst that can happen? He's he's not been appointed to a position where he is going to be able to do damage, if you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. like I said, you know, he's not going to, we're not going to see a direct impact of him being here. It may... I'd like to see an interview with him, actually, to see what, what he's doing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fair dues. Um, and then my, fi- I guess, final, final thing is also under 23 is related. And I've, uh, I enjoyed watching us this afternoon. I've, I've had a bit of spare time, so I managed to watch about an hour of um, the under 23s defeating Barnsley. I really like Hassan Iaro, by the way. I, I hope he goes out on loan this um, this month. Total I can't pronounce that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see him, uh, I like what I see, and not in a, not really in a like, oh, get him in the first team kind of way. Just yeah. like, looks a nice footballer, you know. Let's. I yeah. want him to go out on loan so we can find out a bit more about him. I suppose get him some. Actual... Does anyone else stand out? Or uh, not not to that degree, to be honest. Like, if, I was about I the uh, the Algerian magician himself. Well, that is the very man uh, that I am bringing up here. Yeah. Adlen Guediora is playing for the under twenty three today. First time he's probably pulled on a United shirt for two months, two and a half months of the yeah, like since the League Cup game, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So he started. Uh, he was replaced in the second half by uh, a young midfielder called Charlie Staniland, who or Staniland, who was making his his debut for the under twenty threes. Charlie was uh, not even born when uh, Guediora signed his first pro deal. Absolutely. (laughs) Stunning start, yeah. I have to credit Good Pinch on Twitter, Good underscore Pinch for this one, because that is dynamite. He's a 36-year-old being replaced by a 17-year-old. This is for the under-23s. But uh, it's apparently pretty rare that we actually play overage players. And uh, we had two of them in this one because yeah, I think, I think Jake they both Eastwood. make sense. If he's on a if he's on the contract at the end of the season, what you, you have to get him fit. Bruce is obviously an obvious one to play because he didn't play on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So where's McBurney? I want why aren't McBurney playing? Where is McBurney? If anyone answers on a postcard, because well, I, I mean, Musay makes a bit of sense to me. I wonder if we're trying to offload Musay, and we know that if he touches the grass, he might get injured. <laughs> and I, I think we're all actively trying to. I've got no inside information. My guess is that we're all actively trying to offload him, and by playing him at all, we are always going to run the risk that he's going to pick up a bad injury. That don't really work with McBurney for me. He's not yeah. an injury-prone player, and he, yeah, and he played against Cardiff. I don't know. I, I don't know. Don't know yeah. where he is. No, uh, I think I think there's a lot of um, uh, what's the word? I, I, I think your guess about Musa is has probably quite a bit of substance behind it. To be honest, uh, he's obviously out of contract at the end yeah. of this end of this year, this season. If we uh, don't decide to renew, and yeah, I mean, I think I said this to you the other day, didn't I? Like at the start of the season, we said if we can just get just get fifty percent of the minutes out of Musa, like can he just play half the season? Like if he does mm. that, we're going to be in a great position because he probably scores fifteen or eighteen goals, something like that. 
Last time I checked, he played 15% of the minutes. Yeah. Not 50%, one, five. In fact, I don't even think it's that. I think it was like 12.5%. So I've got to the point where, I, I, do you know what? If he leaves, I will have really, really good memories of him. Really yeah. good memories of him. For, just for that month spell. And he's a, he is a really good striker, fantastic striker and stuff. And I've got no ill feeling towards him, but... He's got to go. He's just we not. Can't keep he's waiting not. for him to be fit. Can't this we? is it. I mean, it's just a joke, isn't it? Really, he's a professional footballer, and like I said, we, the McBurney thing don't make any sense to me because he is fit for whatever you think of McBurney. He's not, not injured. No, he's not. If he is, we do ten minutes, and then we have to take him off. Or every time he goes for a, for a run, we have to think, oh god, is he going to pull? You know, he's, he's fit enough. He's a fit a fit athlete. I don't think you can say the same about Musa. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to need McBurney because we've got a lot of games coming up, obviously. Uh, in, in we are short actually struggling time. for all these strikers that we've got. You know, Sharp and McGoldrick played, obviously. And then you're looking at the bench thinking, well, I don't really want Oli Burke there. There's only Brewster, really. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe Jebison comes back at the end of the. If nothing happens, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting to see. All right, mate. Uh, well, I think that's everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to Derby, as I said. Can't wait for that. Um, yeah. What you got to plug? I, I had the distinct pleasure of uh, a yeah. guest appearing on your podcast. Well, I'm gonna, we're gonna uh, line that up and say that. Oh, sorry. Got, uh, no, it's all right. We've got a very special guest on the Living with Mabley uh, podcast coming up in the next couple of days. But uh, you've revealed now it's you. Yeah, we've obviously we did. A, you came on as a special guest in your what we <laughs> your expert subject of uh, the early internet. Um, so that'll be out in the next couple of days. Liam stole not very well actually. So um, oh no. Yeah, he's um, struggling to uh, get this edited um, and stuff. But, um, yeah, so that that should come out uh, anytime soon. And, yeah, keep an eye. I really enjoyed doing that. And I'm going to be a busy boy with these view froms looking at the fixture list. I can tell you that. <laughs> you are, yeah. Yeah. Did, did, you enjoy, did you enjoy publishing the Wolves one? Was it like, oh, do you, could you remember how to do it? To blow the, blow the cobwebs off the website? Because it was a Sunday afternoon. It was a bit in the way. You know what I mean? Like, sort of, I'm quite looking forward in a weird way to those sort of slightly over Sunday mornings where I'm like, oh, I've got a new view from. If we win, I love it. You know, yeah. I'm hoping Sunday morning we come back from Derby. Hopefully I'm too drunk to do it that night. And then the Sunday morning I'm going to have got an angle. Oh, I'd love to know what Derby fans are saying now because that yes. was brilliant. So, That's yeah, looking forward to getting back into it. I just uh, All I hope for the rest of the season, really, is that it's not like the end of last season where we're doing view froms and for basically friendly games because nothing mattered i just don't worry with a shout or something uh with two or three games to go really yeah and stop getting games called off your buggers i want to go to a game of football again yeah uh, yeah hopefully this saturday is the one so i'll I'll see you saturday hope to see many other blades in uh in the various pubs of derby as well and uh yeah let's hope hecking bottoms league run continues with with another win and inching us back up the league towards the playoffs that's what i want to see nice one mate well that is living with madeley is the podcast uh roy's view from dot com for all the views from various clubs around uh the country and uh yeah you follow you at panchero follow me at blades pod and uh i think that's everything thanks so much for doing this in your evening mate i really appreciate it uh, no absolutely no worries mate yeah, yeah, always always enjoy it. Thanks a lot, mate. Nice one. Thank you very much. I will see you Saturday. Yeah, see you later.